Hello, <coughs> hello again, everyone, and uh, welcome back to the last session of this uh, introduction to meditation series. Uh, this is session number five, and uh, now uh, we're going to cover a couple of other ways of doing the meditation practice, uh, a couple of other techniques, uh, if you like, uh, and then we're going to summarize the whole idea of meditation at the very end. Uh, just again, just to very briefly to recap what we have done so far. Uh, we have looked at how meditation starts out with relaxation, uh, very simple, uh, then allowing the mind to come into the present uh, awareness uh, here and now, uh, then the breath meditation, and then the overcoming of obstacles to meditation. Uh, and now we're going to look at another couple of ways of doing the meditation practice. Uh, now, one of the basic things about meditation is that the technique is essentially the same for all the meditations, uh, especially the beginning of the practice. Uh, as you start out, you always find a comfortable position for yourself. Uh, uh, you always relax, you always allow the present awareness to arise, and only then does the meditation really start. Uh, so the basic ideas are the same, is the same for all the various kinds of meditation practice, uh, which is nice. Yeah, you can come and get into a routine uh, and you can follow a similar routine throughout. Uh, now, one of the uh, nice meditations that you may sometimes want to do is known as walking meditation. Uh, and uh, sometimes it can be nice to get a bit of physical exercise, a bit of movement of the body. Uh, it allows the mind to be a bit more flexible, yeah, a bit more moving around, uh, not so stuck in a sense in one particular place, uh, because when the body moves, uh, the mind also tends to move more easily as a consequence. Uh, so it can be very useful in this particular way and also as an alternative to always just sitting down uh, uh, somewhere. So uh, how do we do walking meditation? Uh, the first thing is to find a suitable place. Uh, uh, ideally, you have a stretch of ground somewhere. It can also be done indoors if you have a room that is fairly large. Uh, and ideally, you have something like 20 to 30 paces back and forth. Uh, but even with 15 paces, you can get away with that. Uh, and so you have like a path or a way that is about somewhere between 15 and 30 paces long. Uh, it has a clear beginning and a clear end point. Uh, and then your job is just to walk back and forth uh, yeah, on this uh, little path of yours. Uh, go to the end, uh, turn around gently, uh, go back to the beginning again, turn around gently, go to the end, turn around gently, uh, and walk back and forth in this way. Uh, and uh, so what do we do while we are walking back and forth in this way? Well, one of the things to do is simply just to enjoy the peace of walking back and forth. Uh, in the same way as we try to enjoy the peace when we sit down and we uh, allow the present awareness to arise, uh, in exactly the same way you try to enjoy the peace while walking. Uh, and that in itself is very useful. Uh, it means that you are inclining towards the spiritual qualities. Uh, it means that you are allowing the mind to become peaceful. Uh, and eventually this will allow you to meditate on the breath or maybe to come inside later on to sit down and do the breath meditation. In this way you can alternate walking and sitting and it can be a very powerful combination in this way. And sometimes it's easier to find that peace 
while walking, or it gives rise to a different kind of peace, uh, uh, and that can uh, sometimes enhance the sitting meditation as well. Uh. Another thing you can do while you're walking, uh, and while you're walking peacefully, uh, is just to observe yourself, uh, observe the mind, uh, come to know yourself. Uh. I mentioned earlier on the importance of knowing oneself on this path, uh, because when we know ourselves, we know what our problems are, what our obstacles are, uh, and then we can navigate our mind much better. We can do countermeasures uh, to correct for things like ill will or uh, attachments in the world or whatever it might be. Uh, by knowing ourselves, we ha actually have an opportunity to take these countermeasures, which then in the long run, of course, will enhance our meditation practice. Uh, so just observe your mind naturally. Don't judge your mind again. Allow things to be here. See what actually happens in your mind as you walk back and forth. And what you will find usually is that there are certain habitual patterns that recur in the mind. There are certain things you don't like. There are certain things that you tend to attach to. What are these things? Where are your aversions? Where is your? Where are your upsets? What are the people you find difficult? What are the uh, uh, things in the world that you cling on to the most? Uh, and as you see this, you will be able to then do something about it later on. Uh, Self-knowledge, again, is very important on the Buddhist path. Uh, a third thing that you can do uh, when you do walking meditation, uh, and this often comes naturally with the idea of enjoying the peace, uh, and that is to watch the movement in your feet. Uh, yeah, As you enjoy the peace of meditation, there will be certain things that stand out. And when you walk, the thing that stands out is not the breath, but it is the feet and how the feet move and how they touch the ground. So you feel the feet. Yeah, You feel the feet touching the ground as you move one foot and the other one all the way to the end of the path. But again, it is important, just as with the breath, not to force this, but to allow it to happen very naturally the mind goes off a little bit uh, and it comes back to the feet again. Uh, now, one of the important uh, ideas here behind the uh, meditation, uh, walking meditation, uh, it should be done in a very similar way as the breath meditation, without force, uh, without making you, uh, you know, walk slowly or whatever, uh, but allow the walking to be at a natural pace. Uh, when you're walking naturally, it means that there is no willpower. Uh, just as with the breath, you allow the breath to be natural, just to be itself. In the same way with the walking meditation, just allow it to be natural. And then the, there's little force in the mind. Everything feels easy. It feels natural. And the focus you get on the feet or the focus you get on the piece is a natural kind of focus that you can enjoy. So uh, this is uh, essentially, there's a few things that you can do while doing the walking meditation. In fact, you can do other things as well. You can do all kinds of contemplations while you walk. You can do the loving kindness meditation, which I will talk about in a second, while doing walking meditation. And you can join these things up to make them kind of seamless and make the, make the whole thing a meditation experience from sitting to walking. And sometimes even during everyday practice, you can do these kinds of things. So what about the uh, um, 
meditation. What about the other kinds of meditation? Now, one meditation that you will sometimes hear about is meditation during daily life. Now, I wouldn't call that meditation. For me, meditation is much more about either you sit or you walk purposefully to become peaceful. But there is, of course, a degree of awareness in daily life, and that is important. And that is important, especially if you want to live well, if you want to live morally, and you want to treat people around you with care and kindness. And the only way to do that, really, is to uh, have a degree of awareness. And you can call that meditation if you like, but I just like to call it morality or kindness or whatever. And that is where the kind of the idea of everyday practice comes in there is another kind of meditation which I would like to talk about very briefly. You can hear more about these meditations elsewhere, but at least to give you some idea of what is going on. And that is often called metta meditation in Buddhism. This is like the meditation on loving kindness, or if you like, friendliness, or just kindness if you wish. And this is an idea of spreading goodwill in the world. Spreading goodwill to other people, to other beings, including animals or whatever beings may exist in the world, uh, you're spreading out this positive uh, feeling. Uh, there's a few different ways you can do this, uh, but one way that I like to do it uh, is to simply spread it out to one direction at the time. Uh, so you can imagine the four directions of a compass, uh, yeah, the north, the east, west and south. Uh, and so you just spread this goodwill to each of those four directions. So to do this, you need to first of all establish your mind in a positive state. As I mentioned before, you start out by relaxing and then bringing the mind or allowing the mind into the present awareness. And once you have done that, you need to establish the mind in a positive state. One of the ways of doing that is to remind yourself of all the people and all the animals in the world, uh, or even a subset of those people and animals in the world. Uh, what are people like? Uh, one of the things about people and animals, and especially people, uh, there's actually a lot of goodness in the world, uh, a lot of kindness happening. Sometimes kindness we don't see, uh, but just ordinary people doing kind acts to each other in ordinary life. And when you think about that, it's actually quite inspiring, it's quite uplifting to see ordinary people, people you may have never heard of before, far away from the news where often the <coughs> what we hear is very bad and negative. It's important to remember that, and especially in Buddhist and spiritual circles, you actually do find a lot of kindness and support in the world. So bring that to mind, first of all, that there is a lot of good qualities in the world. The second thing that you can bring to mind is that also people have lots of problems as well. Life is often difficult. And so you bring to mind the idea that there are difficulties in the world and how you would be willing to help people if you had the opportunity to solve those difficulties. And that's inclination of the mind to help other people to solve that kind of compassion is what we call that, obviously. That is another aspect of this thing we can call loving kindness or friendliness. So these are kind of the two ideas of people. And these are really the only two ideas that are necessary to understand the human being. 
understand their good qualities, uh, understand that they have their suffering in their life, uh, and for that reason we want to have compassion for them. Uh. And then, uh, once you have established these ideas in your mind, uh, you just keep your eyes closed, uh, and then you wish all those beings in the world, all the beings in the northern direction, may you be well, may you be happy. Uh. And it has to be something that comes from your heart. Uh. You really have to mean this. You really have to wish these people well. Because you see that actually there is goodness there, but there is also suffering. And the combination of goodness and suffering means that you will uh, uh, you will automatically, yeah, it will come naturally for you to actually wish these people happiness in this way. And then you take it to the western direction, to the eastern direction. Sometimes you can send this kindness to specific people, if you find that easier, like other Buddhists, for example, or to spiritual people, or to people maybe of a particular nation, if that works, or to spiritual teachers, if that works for you, or really to any particular group. But sometimes just the particular direction is the best way to go. Then you go from the northern direction to the western direction, and as you move from one direction to the next one, you re-establish this idea in your mind of people worthy of your kindness, worthy of your support. May you be happy. May you be well. Southern direction, eastern direction. It doesn't matter where these directions are. That is quite irrelevant. What matters is just that you have an idea of spreading this kindness to the world. And then... The idea here is to bring give rise to some kind of emotion. If you really wish other people well, if you really have compassion for others, it has a powerful emotion that comes with that. And the idea is then to give rise to that emotion. And if that emotion starts to arise, it can become quite strong. But then you can actually use that emotion later on. Go back to the breath meditation combine the metta with the breath, and this combination can also become very powerful down the track. Yeah. I will guide you in the brief uh, metta meditation in a second, uh, but before I do that, I just want to summarize basically the uh, everything that we have done so far uh, and give you an idea of how maybe to move forward with this whole practice. Uh, so what can we expect in the long run? Uh, now, if you really want to succeed in your meditation practice, if you want to find the peace and all the promise that meditation holds and all the spiritual on the spiritual path, what you have to do is also put in place some of the foundations for spiritual practice. And one of the most important foundations for spiritual practice is twofold. One is the idea of morality, which I usually call kindness. The more ability you have to live with kindness, live with morality in your daily life, through how you speak to others, how you act towards others, and also how you think, the more profound that morality and kindness is, the more powerful your meditation will be. And the reason for that is very simple. Because if you live well, if you live with kindness and you care for the world, then you're going to feel good about yourself. You're going to feel happy about yourself. And that happiness is going to be the thing which then drives your meditation practice. Clarity of mind will come out of that. So this is the first aspect. 
<clears throat> this is, cannot be overestimated how important this is for the path. Uh, and the Buddha says so in so many places in the discourses. Uh, the second aspect is the idea of viewing the world in the way that the Buddha viewed the world. Uh, an important part of that is this thing, we, uh, is this understanding of where happiness is to be found. Uh, Remember that uh, one of the problems in life is we tend to look for happiness in the wrong place. Uh, and because we look for real happiness in the wrong place, we never really find that contentment and satisfaction. Uh, so real happiness is to be found when the mind becomes incredibly peaceful and calm, uh, when the bliss starts to arise in the mind. Uh, and all of this happens through meditation practice, through practicing the spiritual path. Uh, so aligning your view with the view of the Buddha in this way, so you can understand and see the world in accordance with how the Buddha understood and saw the world, uh, will allow the meditation to happen much more easily because the mind will incline to where it thinks happiness exists. Uh, if you really think meditation is, is happiness, uh, I guarantee you, your mind will incline towards meditation practice. Uh, and that is really... Uh, what you have to do in this way, and then you will have so much success. So try to integrate these ideas into your daily life. As you practice more kindness in daily life, as you understand what really makes uh, for happiness in your life in general, gradually, gradually, this whole path starts to happen. And in this way, the idea of spirituality becomes much more than meditation practice. It comes to encompass basically your whole life, the entirety of your existence. So, just finally, before we do one last guided meditation, I just want to remind you very briefly again the content of this course. So, first of all, make sure that you find a good place to meditate. Don't set the bar too high when you start out. Start off with very short meditation sessions, yeah, as often as you like. Yeah. Then, once you do sit down, make sure that you are comfortable, that the body is at ease and relaxed, and spend as much time as you need to really relax the body. Relax to the max is one of the great little, uh, uh, little kind of... Uh, ideas that you can use for your meditation practice uh, to ensure that you're heading in the right direction. Uh, as you relax, make sure you enjoy what you're doing, enjoy the idea of meditation, the peace, the calm, uh, maybe the joy that may even arise. Uh, look for those things in your meditation, and as you see them, I guarantee you that you will incline towards meditation practice. Uh, as you enjoy the meditation, the mindfulness will start to arise. Uh, you get clarity of the mind. The mind is present in the here and now. It doesn't really go everywhere because you are enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. These are the techniques to make the meditation work. Yeah. Then when you gain that clarity, the mind becomes really present. You can go to the breath and you can stay with the breath, hang out with your breath, be aware of the breath and make sure as you do that, that you have a good relationship with your breath. Make your breath your friend. Make your breath something that you really like to uh, hang out with. And you go on this very interesting journey of meditation with her. And as you do that, you're going to have a lot of success in your meditation. 
Then remember at the end of your meditation to always review what has happened so you understand what is going on in meditation. And when you see good qualities arising, try to understand why that is the case. How is the letting go happening? What does it mean to really relax? And all of these kind of things. When bad qualities happen in the mind, understand that these are obstacles to be overcome. And go back again and try to review the idea of overcoming obstacles. And as you do this, I, you are gradually going to move towards all the happiness and peace and all the insight and all the positive things that probably you thought were possible in your life and then eventually going way beyond what you even thought was possible. That is the promise of this path. So there you are, we're coming now to the end of this little course on introduction to meditation practice. And to end it all off, I'm going to do one more guided meditation. This is going to be on the idea of metta or loving kindness, just to give you an alternative idea as well about how meditation practice can happen. So once again, get ready, sit down comfortably. Close your eyes. And again, start the meditation the same way as before. Allowing the body to really be at ease and then relaxing the body all the way as far as you possibly can so that you really can enjoy just sitting here just enjoying the peace, not doing anything else. And uh, as always, take plenty of time in the beginning uh, just to allow the relaxation really to set in. Uh, have a gentle attitude towards yourself. Uh, be very patient with yourself uh, because these things take their own time. Uh, there's nothing really you can do to hurry up the idea of relaxation uh, apart from being patient. Uh, patience is the fast way on in meditation practice. Uh,
and just allow the relaxation to set in and, and gradually <coughs> allow the mindfulness to arise. Uh, once again, allow these things to happen by themselves, uh, just nudging the mind very gently uh, to have the right attitude uh, and the right outlook on life. Uh. And then, as your mindfulness starts to arise, then it is the time to choose a meditation object. Now we're going to try to do the metta meditation, the idea of friendliness or even love for the whole world, and see if we can make this work. First of all, bring your, your mind to the idea of the two aspects of humanity. Two aspects are the good qualities we find in so many human beings. Uh, and the other aspect is the suffering that everyone in the world has to experience to some extent. Uh, so focus on these, those two things. Uh, to give rise to a heart of appreciation for the good qualities uh, and a sense of compassion uh, for the suffering of the world. Uh. And then when you see people or the see all the beings and the creatures in the world in this way, then imagine yourself looking towards the northern direction. And in the north there will be all these people, faceless people, people you have never met, of beautiful spiritual qualities, of kindness and generosity. And they will also have suffering in their life. 
because this is inevitable in the human existence or animal existence. Uh, so all those beings, uh, all those people in another direction, uh, may you be happy, uh, may you be well. Uh. And uh, then bring your mind around to the western direction. Uh, now you can imagine, if you wish, uh, all the animals in the western direction. Uh, animals are even more vulnerable to suffering than human beings. Uh, so may all the animals in the west, uh, may you be happy, uh, may you be well. Uh, And now bring your mind around to the southern direction. Uh, and again, bring it back to the people again. Uh, all the people to the south. Uh, all the people there with beautiful spiritual qualities. Uh, and wish them all well. Uh, when you do wish them well, you only need to say it once or twice in your mind. Uh, and then just wait and see what happens afterwards. Uh, all the people to the south. Uh, May you be happy, may you be well.
and then bring your mind around to the eastern direction there. And now just imagine all the beings there, all the humans, all the animals, uh, whatever exists in the eastern direction there. And again, remember the good qualities and the suffering here. This marvelous combination which give rise to friendliness, love and compassion here. So all the beings in the eastern direction here. May you be happy here. May you be well here. focus out a little bit uh, and instead of seeing the four directions uh, just imagine the whole planet earth in your mind's eye uh, this beautiful planet of brown blue green and a bit of white uh, and with a golden light around it uh, signifying all the metta and compassion coming out of you uh, all the beings on this planet being bathed in this beautiful golden light uh, so see this planet uh, Remember again, so much goodness in the world, but also so much suffering here. Wish everyone on this planet, uh, may every one of you be happy here. May every one of you be well here.
and uh, now come back to yourself uh, and just say maybe gently to yourself, uh, may I be happy, uh, may I be well. And uh, now come back to your breath for a few moments. And uh, once again, we're coming to the end of the meditation. Uh, so once again, ask yourself, uh, how do you feel now? Uh, and if you do feel more sense of kindness within, uh, more sense of peace within, uh, whatever good quality it might be, uh, ask yourself why it is there. Uh, Okay, so please now come out of your meditation. Okay, uh, everyone, so thank you for coming on this little journey with me on the meditation practice. Uh, I hope you have learned something useful from this course. Uh, I would also like to remind you that there are other uh, introductions to meditation on the BSWA website. Uh, and one of them is an introduction to meditation by none other than Ajahn Brahm. So if you want to see that, I would really recommend that to you because he is uh, uh, one of the great meditation teachers around. So check out BSW website, uh, Ajahn Brahm's Meditation. That is all for now. I wish you all the very best. I hope you have a good time meditating. Don't forget to enjoy what you're doing. 
that is maybe the most important instruction of all. Uh, as long as you enjoy, guaranteed that you will have success. Uh, apart from that, uh, I wish you all the very best of luck in your meditation. Take care uh, and have a good time. Bye-bye for now.